Hello everybody, welcome back to another lockdown edition of Lovejoy Actually, the podcast about Lovejoy. Um, like the others, this has been recorded remotely and without Helen, um, who's still on maternity leave. Our special guest this week is Marv, who joined us from his kitchenette in Southend. Um, I was in a blanket fort made out of a duvet and a clothes horse, and uh, Polly was in bed with a broken toe. Uh, it just sounds like we're all together because we've known each other for years and years and years. Um, you might recognise Marv because he sings us out every week. And if you join us on Patreon, you can actually download an MP3 with the full version of the song. Um, and also, I'm going to put a special blooper reel with cuts just from this episode upon Patreon because I had so many. Um, that's it. Patreon.com forward slash Lovejoy. Actually, you can join us on there um, from just $2 a month, which I think is about pound fifty, and you'll get access to all that. We also give 10% of our Patreon money to Royal Trinity Hospice here in South London, who looked after Dudley Sutton at the end of his life. Um, We are still fundraising for them. Their charity shops are still closed due to the lockdown. Uh, And at the end of June, we're having a really special charity auction on eBay that will have some Lovejoy memorabilia and even a prop from one of our absolute favourite episodes. So to find out more about that, go to lovejoyactually.com forward slash auction um, or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at lovejoyapod. You can find out um, when bidding opens, um, we'll stream the final moments live from YouTube if I can remember how to work it. Uh, so just before we start I also wanted to say this is a bit of a sweary episode I know we normally swear but I think three northerners we just got more sweary than usual so if you've got little ears listening you might want to cover them up Um, apart from that on with the show love joy actually (laughs) Okay, welcome to Lovejoy, actually, a podcast about Lovejoy, but if you don't know that by now, well, um, what what are you doing here in the nicest possible way? Uh, We are on episode 12 of series four, Taking the Pledge, which means, I think, according to my website, we're on episode 45. We've done 45 of these. So first things first, the episode is written by Alan Clues, who I think has written episodes in the past. It's directed by Baz Taylor, and you will have already heard that we're already being heckled by our very special guest, a a male voice (laughs) for a change. So, uh, special heckler, would you like to introduce yourself? Um, Hello, I'm uh, I'm Marvin. I've uh, (laughs) I've been here before. They only let me on twice. Second time (laughs) to (laughs) apologise. This time we didn't just bump into him outside the gents and say, do you want to do a podcast? We actually gave him a bit of notice. So he's watched the episode and everything. It's how we started and it's how we mean to go on. Oh, and I should have said, I should have said, so I'm Paul, but you probably all know that by now, especially if you came to the quiz. And finally. And I'm M. And I'm recording in a blanket fort that I've made with a new M's fringe. in a blanket fort. M's in a blanket fort with a fringe having having cut her hair. Uh, Marv is in a very nice looking fitted kitchen and I'm lying on my bed in pain, <laughs> slightly off my tits on painkillers because I broke my toe driving into a uh, a road sign. Well done. Uh, in my, on my bike. And you're, so. getting the, you're getting the boy to bring you a gin as well. And I'm getting the boy to bring me a gin. It's all going to be um, fine. I've got Pino, 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 Grigio first. I'm dry. I'm I need to... 
You need to get yourself a drink. <laughs> um, I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm tell. I am going to get a drink. Uh, nom, nom, nom. I'm gone. I've only got so Helen, of these left. I, did, I just didn't have it to hand. What is it? What is it you're drinking? I guess it's a, uh, a cab salve, I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Cab salve, that'll do. When I go shopping now, it's just awkward, isn't it? It's just awkward. <laughs> So I just, I just, I just want bulk. I've <laughs> been buying want... boxed wine as well, actually. Yeah, you've got that mask on. You go to the checkout, like you know, with a box of wine, like that's essential. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just... absolutely, that's what I think it's essential. Delivered instead of buying them in the supermarket. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to go straight to source here. I'm too embarrassed to put canned wine in my basket. Yeah. Mm. Right, let's get started. Taking let's get the started. Taking, Taking the, pledge. the pledge. Taking the pledge. Have you, you got a summary? Yeah, I, I cut and pasted it from UK TV Play in a panic earlier on. I'm glad <clears> we <throat> didn't have to do the summary. Yeah. <laughs> Go, Em. Taking the pledge, directed by Baz Taylor, written by Alan Clues. Light-hearted drama with the roguish wheeler dealer. Lovejoy tries to help. Struggling Lord Kinkadine... Kinkadine... I'm saying that wrong. Retrieve his beautiful Creswell miniature... From a pawn shop. Or as Eric calls him at one point, King Kidding. King Kidding. How did you pronounce which, that? I've already forgotten. I only watched it about half like. an hour ago. I don't remember. I watched it a week ago. Kinkadin. It sounded a bit Scottish, but it wasn't Scottish. So, Marv, what did, what did you make of the episode? I I thought it was strong. Mm-hmm. It was a good episode. It wasn't it... probably considered a classic. <laughs> but... It had a lot of the makings of a classic. I we'll thought it, that. I mean, a lot I of the ingredients it, of a classic. I really enjoyed it a lot. I thought that my my basically right. My only criticism is the writers, um, like basically Tinker and Eric weren't given their due. Yeah, I agree. Ah, with okay. You. But yeah. but um, that that the guest character had. Such lovely chemistry with yes. Lovejoy. Oh, he did. We're really going to come to that. And we've seen that guy, though, haven't we? Like, he's not like a star. Em's going to come to that. Um, well, no, we'll come Em's to gonna it come when to he that. arrives. Because um, okay. when he arrives. When me and Polly first got on Zoom, I was like, so I... oh, that guy. And then I said, I won't say it. I knew immediately because there's a lovely crossover with the other podcast who we follow one another, which is Mids- Midsummer Maniacs. He's not in Midsummer Murders, but Midsummer Maniacs. There's sort of a crossover. The type of programme isn't there a little bit. So. Hang on. We'll, we'll come has, to he, that. has he been. Is he like a regional detective? Is that mm-hmm. what I'm re- I love the idea. Regional him? detective. New <laughs> c- capers with regional detective, insert name here. That does just sound like They're you, called- right? Is it you, Marv, that does the listings for UK TV play? <laughs> <laughs> They're called procedurals. British procedurals. Procedurals. Right, we haven't even started talking about it Go yet. Go on, start so, the episode. Start talking about the episode. Um, it opens up with Charlie Gimbert and Lovejoy seemingly working together. There's some people talking Russian about this astrolabe. Did you know what an astrolabe was? Because I did. Felt very smug. It was they were Russian though, right? I can say a little bit of Russian. Oh, I think I've told you my Russian grief. before. I thought though, they were I? French. In in the absence of Helen, I do just want to say Uni Gavrilsky Vigavrit Bonuski. What does it mean? I've forgotten. It means I can't speak Russian, do you speak English? <laughs> I can't speak Russian, do you speak English? Got it. <laughs> and I think 
there's already a misogyny of the week right at the top. Misogyny of the week. Because Charlie says... That was completely lost on me, of course. Well, Charlie what, says... Misogyny? I was, like, literally watching it thinking... These the girls are gonna be all like this is misogynistic, and I got I got to the end of it and I was like, that and they were was like, fine. oh, there was nothing there. It was all no, fine. It was, fine. <laughs> it was only a very brief, fleeting bit where Charlie goes, oh, it's fleeting looking good. misogyny. Like like the deal is looking good. Like it's gonna actually go ahead. Um, it's looking good. And Lovejoy goes, she certainly is about the Russian lady. Oh yeah, I saw but that. But they seem yeah, to be yeah, like yeah. really getting along, and Charlie's got these builders. What, is in. that is that misogynistic? Well, commenting immediately a on too... a person, how a person's looking rather than a person's... Yes, it was objectifying her, wasn't it? Thanks, Polly. It was, rather. <laughs> it um... wasn't the worst. We have seen some seriously... <laughs> I still think the worst bit of misogyny, uh, which was very much of its time, though, was when Tenacious Tax Lady kicked off her high heels and just leapt in the car with him. <laughs> She's like, all right. And that was way back in episode two. Bill. What? So, but hang on, though. So, like, do you honestly want a show... Where Lovejoy doesn't like comment. No, 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 no. We we just comment on it when we see it. We don't. Yeah, we don't desire be, it, it to be, be different. It wouldn't be right, though, would it? If it if Lovejoy, not, no, it wouldn't work no, no, at all. If the McShane wasn't wasn't a lad, it wouldn't be right, would it? <laughs> well, and then Charlie does something a bit xenophobic, where he tries to explain to this woman in like broken English, like this. Very a bit expensive. xenophobic, it's hilarious. And she she just looks at him and speaks to him in like completely in perfect fl- English. What you don't accent. want Charlie Gimbert to be a creep. <laughs> it was <laughs> hilarious <laughs> though. Well, it was I hilarious. Just he, it was very he, well done. He did that thing when you're trying to. What a lovely performance! He did that thing when you try and speak to people that don't speak the language that you think, oh, I'm still going to use all the same words, but I'm going to cut out all the sort of punctuation and articles as though that's somehow going to make it easier to understand. (laughs) This astrolabe, (laughs) this expensive, you know, like they really, you still got the big words in there, but you've cut out the word. This is an astrolabe. It was so funny. I mean, that was you properly got his comeuppance about three minutes in. Yeah. And she looks at him with contempt. Oh, he's miming. He's miming to her. He mimes like, I'm on a boat. Look at me on a boat. I'm oh, sailing. I'm sailing on the sea. Sailing. <laughs> on oh, the sea, yeah. wavy, wavy. That, <laughs> do you know what? I, enjoy, I kind of enjoyed that gag. I did. Even it was brilliant. Though, even though it was proper, like, obvious. He was brilliant this episode. Like, I, he and was do you know really, what? really good. I, <laughs> really I was way. stoked that Gimbert was in it. Yeah, yeah I was he was thinking, in it a lot. This is one I'm going to get to do on the podcast, and Gimbert was in it. Get in! Mm. Yeah, and Gimbert's got the builders in. Um, and they're, But the builders are his sister's in-laws, so Charlie's sister with the butterfly buttock tattoo has obviously got married. But the point yeah. is, we meet these kind of quite beefy lads who are associated with Gimbert because they're going to come back as the episode. It did remind me again of keeping up appearances, you know, where the family members mm. are perhaps not quite what he would want to maintain his, his reputation, <laughs> is it? You know, these sort of thugs who come in and go, all right, Charlie. And then, we're, and we've already said, haven't we? The Russian lady's like got Charlie's number, but then she actually realizes there's something a bit off with this astrolabe, and Lovejoy just legs it. Like, <laughs> that was oh, a Charlie sentence was like, I never I'm expected not... to hear. There's something off with this astrolabe. <laughs> it's not a phrase you get to use, Benny. <laughs> oh, I think the astrolabe's 
John Mulder. It's educational, isn't it? Lovejoy, you, you learn. So, yeah, so Lovejoy legs out the house, Charlie chases after him, and he's holding his glass still, and I'm like, I do that. Oh, yes. I never go I anywhere without go... taking my glass with me. Well, do you remember that great photo uh, when the uh, terrorist attack in London Bridge happened and the most iconic photo, which just summed up the British response to terrorism, was the lad running out of the pub with an almost full pint yes. glass, like he's going, I paid six quid for that. Yeah, I'm, pint. Pint. Oh, I'm taking my pint with me. He um, would drink it you, in you can, pub, you can take my life, six but you quid. can never take my pint. <laughs> yeah. um, and talking to pubs, while all this is going on at Charlie's, there's somebody trying to oh, find yes. out where Lovejoy is who goes up to There's Eric always and somebody trying to find out where Lovejoy is. And Eric and Tinker pretend they've never heard of him, which I thought was a bit weird. I was like, but this could be a business Well, no, because usually when somebody's looking for Lovejoy, it's, yeah. it's not going to reflect... It's not, nah. He's not going to come off well, That's is he, rule usually? rule one. Rule one. If you're, a, if you're one of Lovejoy's employees, if someone's yeah. asking for him... You've, you've never in your heard induction, of him. You've never the first heard of him. thing you're taught in your induction after they've said Rule the fire one. exits are here and here, and is your desk the right height? They then say, and if anyone ever asks for Lovejoy, deny <laughs> all knowledge. That's just that's just basic. And I thought Eric was very quick because the guy says, uh, do, "Do you know a Lovejoy?" And he goes, "Love boy, love boy." Love <laughs> I boy. thought, oh, "Well done, Eric." That's you couldn't have. Eric was pretty sharp in this episode, I thought. I mean, to be fair, he sets a very low bar of sharp, doesn't he? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Eric is being quite quick off the mark this episode. He was last episode, I think, in the one in Brighton with the the plates. Um, He was, actually. And and now we get into Jane's storyline, where she's showing a man called Ian... Uh, this furniture. Oh, She's yeah. basically dressed his house or like done the interior decorating for his house. Um, and she's offering him, oh, I've got these nice watercolours. I could bring those over. They'd be quite nice. I think they'd go here quite well. And then they just kiss. Janie like, yeah. was a bit of a dick in this episode, to be honest. She's, she's, can, I do, can I do my geeky thing? Because it mirrors absolutely the first episode of series six where Charlotte basically does exactly the same thing. Falls for a bloke who is so obviously a twat, yeah. refuses to listen to anyone, and then when she gets, and I'm not really spoiling because it's blindly bloody obvious, at the end when she realises she's been conned, basically says, oh, I've been a bit of an idiot, haven't I? And you go, you fucking hell. You bloody fool! Like, seriously, it's, it's identical plot line into it. Well, so now, yeah, Gimbert and his <laughs> his sisters in laws. He's now seems to have just employed them as like heavies, and they're sort of prowling around the town looking for Lovejoy. Um, and then the man who was looking for him earlier is in a field, um, and Lovejoy drives past him. And oh yeah, oh, Lovejoy, and he actually sees him this time. But meanwhile, Lovejoy's chatting to us about stuff because he's going to the house. I loved that. I lo- McShane is just... He's such a natural. A legend. Isn't he? He is, he is... Oh, my God. I was just... While I was watching the show, I was just thinking, he he really is a class act. Like, he's just... He's great. Mm. Like, he's this sort of Sunday night family accessible TV show but it's like Shakespeare or something Mm. he's fucking great he he is great 
And he does, he tells, so he's on his way to this house called Smiten Hall, Smeaton Hall, Smiten Hall, because the guy who lives there has got something to do with this astrolabe scam. But on the way up to the house, he's talking to us and he tells us this story about a guy who kept practicing at golf because he didn't want to play until he was brilliant. And then of course oh, yeah. he dies and he never plays his brilliant game of golf. And I was like, this is the yeah. best story delivered in the best way I mean, it is isn't it like lovejoy and it it's sums so up lovejoy the character like it does actually that's what he sees the moment i bet he'd be doing mindfulness now sees the moment living yeah, the moment do you know that episode and... where he, he 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 doesn't go through with marrying charlotte yeah, that's the the it's very a, last one. It's like leading up to that. It's like it's an it, it's, it's it all. A, well, that's why that was so out of character. It's him. Mm. You know, you're like this is not going to happen. Yeah. So he goes to Smite uh, Hall. The butler opens the door. He's like, "Oh, hi, Dennis." Goes through looking for the guy, but there's just the lady there called Evie, and he's looking for her husband. And <laughs> she said he's somewhere in Bermuda. He she doesn't really know where he is. I try not to keep my beloved on too tight a leash. She says, <laughs> "Oh yes." Oh, it might be. I might paraphrase that a little bit, but I just loved it. So she's like, "Yeah, my husband's in Bermuda. Fuck knows. Don't isn't, matter, does it?" Isn't that like? Um, <laughs> I enjoyed that because I thought, you know, how there's this kind of uh, yeah, there's this subtext that mm. that men are crap, and like he was playing away and all that kind of stuff. But wasn't she a strong female character? Yeah, she was definitely like, it's a bit... I don't think she explicitly said it, but you definitely got the sense that she was like, I'm better off with him out of my hair for certain she wasn't, periods of the year or whatever. She wasn't upset about it. She wasn't upset that her husband was... She wasn't either. just being exploited. But I mean, it's, I suppose it's easier to do that when you live in a beautiful, massive house with a butler. Yeah, yeah exactly. But like... The f- the thing is though, there's this sort of, there's this kind of assumption when we look back at Telly from the nineties or and like Lovejoy, that the whole representation thing is that women look shit, but like they don't know. You know when when there's a lot of cads in Lovejoy. shitty guys you know like just oh like when jason fleming was in it and he was a real men oh yeah men that aren't (laughs) that have no kind of loyalty or honor and like that's merrick that's that's and lovejoy lovejoy does have honor actually well in this episode he the stakes were low he Mm. was just helping a mate out yeah and you know, like we got to see this wonderful character, like really, like he he really went to a lot of effort to help that guy out, a guy who stank. And yeah, he, he yes. him out of his car. Oh, we'll come to that. That proved very useful, though. Yeah, it did prove useful. So, why is he seeing Evie in her big posh house with her missing husband? He wants to get the cash for the astrolabe, but it's in the building society, and so oh, he, yes. he can't get it. And then, um, so that's kind of going that way. <laughs> then we're back with at Jane's shop. She's got the sexy man in inverted commas with her. His name's Ian. 
I, I mean, he's not, is he? I wouldn't I mind, but he's not. Very sexy name. Do you know what, right? What's wrong with Everyone like moans, like everyone like disses Lovejoy's hair. That guy. That guy had the shittest hair. I've written that down. Was he supposed to look just really unattractive? And that blazer. With the brass buttons. Yeah. He was screaming dickhead, Rick wasn't he? Gasly. Really? Which Rick which Gasly. I think was a shame. But Rick Gasly, I love that. But I, I think it's a shame though, because I don't think it, it really said a lot for Jane. And I think it would have been better. So in series oh, six, episode one, when Charlotte falls in love with this complete cad, somehow you could see Charlotte doing that more it it sort of didn't ring true for me that jane would fall for somebody i'm supposed to fell for alexander i, I thought it was but, jarring but it was a bit jarring yeah I thought but do, you, at least, do you think by the standards of the 90s he was literally the most attractive man in the world with his long nope. curly hair no i think he was a twat twat yeah he did seem a bit Agreed. And then, so, twat and then um, Lovejoy arrives, and Ian's like, "Oh, I'll go." And Lovejoy, you can just tell there's just that tension there. And then Lovejoy's saying to Jane, "Okay, he couldn't get his money out of the building society, so now he's asking, tapping Jane for money." And she oh, says, yes. "Oh no, like I'm up to the limit of my overdraft. Maybe next week." And he goes, "Next week, send a wreath." Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I loved that. I'm going to start so saying send it. a wreath whenever anything goes wrong. When I'm he like, ran away from send a wreath. You know when he runs away from people, Lovejoy, so he ran away from Charlie. Where did he think he was going to go? I mean, this is going to be a short-term running away, isn't it, really? It's not like he's running away from somebody who doesn't know where he lives or, you know, he's in a foreign country and doing a bit of running away, like he was running away from people in Venice. Yeah. yeah but you know, it is, it is inevitable, in eventually, fairness, that it's though, thugs. I mean, this is, this is what this really made me laugh. Then all the way through the episode, sort of from this moment onwards, Charlie and his heavies are basically chasing him in a lorry and there's something so wonderful about Charlie in the front of a lorry going, forward, follow that van. Yeah. yeah, follow that pickup truck. Um, and this is the bit where we kind of think, well, Ivorin, is Lovejoy jealous or is he right? Because Jane says something very telling here, which is... No, he's jealous. She's like, I'm up to he's my overdraft, I've spent it all, so I can't give you anything until next week at least. And then she says, oh, and Ian has had trouble transferring his money. And I'm like, oh, yeah. really? You go, has uh, he? Uh, mm, you just think... The red flag, Jane, come on. So, is is Lovejoy right or is he just jealous? And then jealous. We go out... He's definitely jealous. He's both. In, he's both, I think, isn't but he? But he is, as we've said, a divvy of people. Mm. So I think and Jane's it's both. been naive before. I thought she that has. was I thought that was a good love joy moment that he was mm. jealous. Because you know, yeah. like he's obviously he's a hot guy, like always on it, is the alpha. So mm. to see him vulnerable is is good. Um and at this point, Eric falls over a tramp. Oh yes, I don't and think that's, that's how... a politically correct term, Mrs. Fleming. Oh, sorry, to be gentleman honest. of the road, as they say earlier on. Hey, well, that's what, what does he, he calls himself? Road, as as doesn't he call himself? Wonderfully put call... it. Yeah, but doesn't he call himself a gentleman of the he road, does. or he just says he, he decides? Yeah. Tinker, Tinker. I think says Tinker that. says it, but I think this guy he describes himself in sizes it. But as does he, that. actually. There was, yeah. Uh, yeah. As so, does he. Cause, oh, because Tinker says something like, oh, I've always wanted to be a gentleman of the road. Yeah. And everyone goes, yeah. really? Um, and it turns out that the gentleman of 
the road is a lord. Lord Kincardin. Kincardin, that's Eric replies, Lord Kincardin, or Eric says, Lord King Kidding. Did anyone get his name? Because he's a lovely actor. Yes, I did. Now, yes, you must have seen him, Marv. Have you worked out who he is yet? No, regional detective, yeah. Yeah, so so Lord King Kidding, or whatever his name is. King Carbon. Jamie, as as Lovejoy knows him, uh, is played by Jack Shepard, who we all recognise, apart from Marv, from From the same era, really. Slash regional detective series, Wycliffe. Wycliffe. All right. (laughs) <laughs> Which had smashing music. It had cello music. Anyway, so Lord Kidding, uh, Jamie. I can't remember. I think it was King Carden. Dear Lord, and he spent all his money, and he basically says, "I'm an acid casualty." He's like, "I just took loads of drugs, and I don't remember anything." So I thought he came across as a kind of, Jamie you know, a bit of an lovely. aging hippie, and it was Jamie was lovely. He was. He but, just he'd taken acid. Yeah, he but was... he got gold. Well, yeah, he basically though, says, tra- "Tragedy struck." And then, and then they go, what happened? Tragedy struck, what happened? I got married. And then he's like, well, it wasn't really the getting married. It was the getting divorced because she kind of took everything. What did you guys think of those married jokes? So, you know what I mean? Like, wasn't there, there a was, bit yeah, where we saw... Oh. They were like, where did your life go wrong? And he sort of went, I got yeah. married. But actually... And I thought, it made me well, laugh. The thing is, but I, I actually... I quite like that though because also that was a comment more on him and his personality. Mm. He's not suited to marriage, and she she took everything in in the divorce except for one thing, um, which was his beautiful Creswell the Creswell miniature. miniature. Now, did anyone look up whether a Creswell miniature was a real thing? Because I did. It is a real thing. It is a real well thing. Well done, Polly. No, yeah. Polly and Helen are good at this kind of thing, and I never. Although interestingly, <laughs> if you type in Creswell miniature, the first thing that comes up is. Mrs. Cresswell's miniature schnauzer. <laughs> That's which the title is... of the episode, actually, Polly. I'm sorry. Mrs. Cresswell's miniature schnauzer, which is not what I was. Brilliant. For. That was your that delivery was. was... As, have you have you ever named an episode that wasn't? I don't one think. Of those? <laughs> Honestly, I don't. I don't think I have. It's her turn of phrase. It's just They're perfect. all like random Pollyisms. But yes, um, uh, yeah, the A. Cresswell, there's lots and lots of miniatures um, from, it's like the 1890s, so I'm assuming that it's the same, mm. it's the same person. But I did look it up and they, and they do seem to be real. Anyway, go And on. So, so Jamie still had that after the divorce, but then he needed some money, so he's pawned it. And he wants, and, and then I got a bit confused. But he loved yeah, it he though, really didn't he? Loved he loved it. He was it. like, that I spent thing. more money than that in one he night. Why it. did I pawn it? Now I can't get it back, I haven't got any money. And then he wants... Lovejoy, well, he kind of says, I'm going to get it back by betting on the horses. But then it also seemed like he wanted Lovejoy to help him get it back. And then I got a bit, conf- I just got a bit confused at this bit. Um, well, it's this gentleman of the road thing, isn't it? Like, he he is weirdly confident. But the reality is he couldn't even remember when his, his uh, you know, he pawned mm-hmm. it. Couldn't remember the date. Couldn't even remember the date. It's that wonderful. It's almost that Mister Macorber thing of something's bound to turn up, and I thought I would love to be that chilled about life. I mean, because he said, "Oh, unburdened with money," and actually, he's proven in this episode that actually something always does turn up. Something always always chill out a little bit. I I never get to a payday with any money. Without Lovejoy, (laughs) 
Mm. But without Lovejoy, he would have lost his thing, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, but then Lovejoy turned up, so it's all right, yeah. you see. He's, uh, something does turn up with someone. Consider the lilies. I think, Indeed. I think... Absolutely. Maybe uh, there's a Monty Python reference just screaming yes. at me there, but I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to be good. I thought it was a Bible I mean, it's reference. Bible. It is. <laughs> but apparently Polly also... I, okay. The only reason Brian I is. know it is because of Monty yeah. Python. Consider the, the lilies. He's having a go at the flowers now. There you go. Right, move on. Right. Um, <laughs> I think I got distracted in the episode. Red Sea pedestrian. <laughs> I think I got distracted in the episode here because this is where I've written... I reckon Jamie learned to act with Alan Rickman because they had a very similar style. Uh, maybe he did. Alan Do you know what? Rickman. I almost felt like he could have been a recurrent. Mm. He's very good. He well, that's why he got Wickman, such obviously. a lovely, such a lovely can like chemistry. Yes. With 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 Lovejoy. Yeah. He could. Do you know what I mean? He was almost like. I mean, no disrespect to Dudley, because he's awesome, mm. and like The Devils is like my favorite film. But he he was almost like better than Tinker. Yeah, well, he was, yeah, kind of he was great, like wasn't he? In the same mold of had a classical yeah, education, same dynamic, was able right? to talk at length on the same things, and maybe it was like a, an an echo of like what Tinker was like. Amazing. Exactly. Have Lovejoy and Tinker ever had that kind of interaction? I think. Do you know what I was going to say? Oh, I think they have. But long before they started filming the episodes, they're not real. They're not real people, Em. They're not real. <laughs> the implication. The implication is that Tinker washes more than Jamie. Now, which becomes intrinsic. Which becomes intrinsic to the plot. Yeah. Anyway, they made a big thing about us. So they go to the pawn shop. And the sign on the door says half day closing. Remember that? Oh, and Gimbert and his sort of crew are, are circling the town as they've they gone to this are in their shop. in their lorry. It's very funny. And then Gimbert is 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 is, is high value. So then we see Jane and Ian mm. having dinner. Now this is a really odd relationship because they seem to be they talk incredibly sort of professionally and, and quite distant in quite yeah. a distant sort of way but then they have that snog what interested me here which makes me think like this is sort of the aristocratic equivalent of a rebound is that she really really wants to know how alex is yeah it was because really he obviously knows alex and she's really keen to know even though alex is an absolute i don't give a toss how alex is mm. is that the husband yeah, yeah. she's she, like she, i just she, want to check he's okay and like um, but he's given her a check. Isn't he like? So I was a, like, oh, maybe he's okay. But then he's like, please leave the. Was he supposed to be? I thought he was supposed to be like a shit version of Lovejoy. Yeah, well, he was. You definitely got the sense, didn't you? Even Do you know what I mean? Point, like like this is evil Lovejoy. Was he meant to be evil Lovejoy? I don't think Lovejoy would ever use romance so. to get something, though. I think. <laughs> Oh, Actually, no, you wouldn't. It's the other way God, around. Ro- people use romance to get him. <laughs> no, oh, well, he obviously uses was. romance in inverted commas to get his leg over. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I yeah, no, but you're, I see what you mean. Says, Absolutely, oh, you're beautiful, and I love you forever, and blah blah blah. But I don't think Lovejoy would ever do that though, financially, which is what Ian was doing. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it's like in the same category. If you're if you're trying to 
You like the wonderful thing about seduction is the person the aim of seduction is the person being seduced likes what's happening yeah. to them. That's empathy in it. Yeah. In in a way. But then so looking at Whereas that guy that that guy was a proper bell end. He was, yeah, was like, no, absolutely. Well, when he absolutely. The check, I started thinking, oh actually, you know what, maybe they're just building it up to make us feel like Lovejoy. And maybe he's all right and he's on the level. But then the minute he said, oh, if you could just leave the watercolours here overnight, I was like, what the fuck? No, run away. But I don't yeah. I don't know if, like, I was reading too much into it, but I, I literally just kept thinking, the writer is trying to say this is what a shit love joy is like. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I don't I don't think I don't think well, so. Yeah. No. But anyway, so Lovejoy Lovejoy sees them. Um which is kind of a sad moment as well. I think. Yeah. He he sees them through the uh through the window. There was I've I found it quite emotional this episode. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Him sort of watching them having this dinner in a restaurant where normally he would be in that position. And he likes, yeah. well, not normally, yeah. that's not right. He wouldn't I mean, he wouldn't. He'd, be in, he'd be in the chip shop, yeah. but. <laughs> he was really crap with uh, James. Wasn't he really crap with James? He, like, said, you know, when he saw Janie mm. on a date, mm. he just, like, turned round. Oh, yes, he was. He, he sort of. And he just, he was just distracted. Like, Fuck off. Yeah, he was just... But is, isn't this when they're in the van together, though, and Jamie takes his shoes off for the first time? Yeah, so, so kind of Jamie and Lovejoy have been just standing in a field, then watching Jane in a restaurant through a water wheel or something. Um, and then that we find out... That would do my head in. That would do my head in. <laughs> Lovejoy's got nowhere to sleep. Like, Neither has Jamie. So they're in this van... Uh, not van. They're in the cab of the like truck that Lovejoy uses. And they real, you know, they're both going to have to sleep there. Jamie is genuinely a gentleman of the road. He hasn't had a bath for like four years, and he's like, "Do you mind if I take my shoes off?" And Lovejoy's a very polite chap. He sort of goes, mm, "Whatever." Jamie takes his shoes off, and Lovejoy's like, "Get out of the car! Get out of my yeah!" It, the implication yeah, you know, was it's that horrific. Was, that was like that was a. <laughs> Like Polly said earlier, though, that was like a setup for a thing later, yeah, like a set piece later. Lovejoy is quite mean to 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 Jamie at that point. Yeah, he was a little bit mean, but Jamie More vulnerability. Jamie, Jamie, you feel vulnerable, you lash out, don't you? And I Jamie think, is a little bit I'll irritating, d- though. He's sitting there and he's quoting a th- a fellow. Yeah, and, and you just like, want to oh, go, dude. I've got I like no that. I mean, I, I like, like it. That. I wouldn't like it if it went on like twenty four seven, though. To be honest, no, there's I only like so it. much. I, I love the Shakespeare. Quote. Only so love much you can take. So anyway, he kicks him out. He kicks him out into the rain. Yeah, and it was, Which is a little it was bit pissing mean. down. Like that was really that was extra mean. That's the bit that I thought you meant, Marv. When was oh, that was me. Shot beautiful. Yeah, it was really they, lovely. You know, the photography was lovely. The bit where Lovejoy's classic Reynolds truck <laughs> is parked up in that cow field, and the cows are behind them, like the whole herd of cows. It was such a lovely shot. It was you beautiful. could like smell was, it. 
Like the rain and the grass thinking, and the cows like, and the tramp. Why, why is this show so well done, isn't it? It's is, I know, well, and it's, it's criminally it's underrated. Well it's got two and a half podcasts about it. <laughs> I, I just, I, I think this show is brilliant. It I is really brilliant. This was a really good episode Absolutely to do. I will say, and Ian McShane, Ian McShane is. A, a truly great actor. He's a smashing actor, actually. He's a genuinely good actor, and he's been in some stuff recently, like American Gods, that makes you realise he's actually a cracking oh, actor. He's, he's well, he's never, he's never, he's never had a wilderness period. Mm. Never had a wilderness period. He might, he might not have got the career he deserved. He probably does now, actually. He's always been. He's always had fantastic parts. He really has. Um, and this one was partly th- of his own making as well. And I've got to say, as a, like, you know, heterosexual man, he's fucking fit. <laughs> yeah, he is fit. I mean, he is. He's definitely, Even he's got I've a bit of a man crush. <laughs> you got a man crush going on there, Mark. He's, he's just fit. I don't know. He's just fit. And then in the next scene, we almost see his bum. We almost see his bum, don't we? We do almost oh, see his bum. Because yeah. Jane goes back. Jane's talking to this very well-to-do That's lady. That's what I was going to say. Um, and she, yeah, she's talking to this very well-to-do lady. She opens up her office. And because Lovejoy obviously couldn't <laughs> keep in his van because Stinky Jamie was there, he's had a kip there. And he's literally just pulling up his Levi's. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that a lot. It was very well, like shot it was hilarious like i was just thinking i loved the way that he was like it was a shit joke but (laughs) ian mcshane just owned it yeah he did he sort of embodied it didn't he there is at no point watching lovejoy that i ever think lovejoy isn't real (laughs) no absolutely thinking why can't i do that do you know what i mean when I get caught with my pants down, why can't I be as charming <laughs> as that? Can I just style it out? Yeah, style it out, absolutely. Because you're not in a Jane... comedy drama on a Sunday Although... night, Mark. <laughs> Jane looked. Jane looked pretty she miffed. Looked really didn't she? miffed. Jane, I mean, she Jane looked proper miffed, didn't she? <laughs> Well, you would be. She though, did. You? Like it's your place of work. Imagine if you went into the office and your colleague was pulling Jamie their pants was up, a Debbie and you Downer had like the, the an episode, important person Jamie with you. Was a Debbie no. Downer. She really was, though, wasn't she? Anyway, then they go to the pawnbrokers, and who's there but Billy from EastEnders? I got oh, very yeah. excited. It's not quite as exciting as Wycliffe. He, that guy was. He did my head in. He was a proper bell end. He was he was a real meanie, wasn't he? So the miniature is in the pawn shop with Billy from EastEnders. Who's actually called Roy or Ron, I think, in this episode. And the actor's called Perry. I do know that. And um and so Billy from EastEnders is kind of saying to Lovejoy that oh no, that's that's a like it's nice, it's worth a bit of money, but it's not real, like it's fake. And Lovejoy can see the scam that he's pulling, which is if he doesn't oh, yeah. sell it, Billy from EastEnders, <laughs> Ron, Roy, Perry, uh, <laughs> he knows if he doesn't sell it, he can sell it for like thirty grand. I really enjoyed. Yeah, a forty grand, he says, doesn't he? The way. Mm. The way Lovejoy played that situation, I enjoyed that a lot. Another a reason it was like such a good episode was because it was so 
antique-focused and deal-focused. Mm. I know, it's true, there were actually. so many antiques in this yeah. episode. <laughs> Loved it. It Loved was. It. So Lovejoy figures out what he's trying to do and basically thinks, right, we've got to get this back. We've got to, go, we've got to come in and, 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 and get when, it back. When he, when he does, you know, that wonderful sequence where he's doing deals... Yeah. That, for me, as a sort of Lovejoy fan... That oh, was, yeah, it's what it's all real, about. It's what it's all about, Polly. It's what it's all I about. I tell you what, we were watching it and my husband was like, and he's now going to make the money by montage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they found the plates by montage last episode. Now they're going to yes. make the money by montage. Exactly. Montages so they make... are a part of my childhood, man. <laughs> But it was brilliant. You see this, it, uh, and it, the episode was really gripping, actually, because it was also fast moving. He gets one thing and he's go- And you look at it, though, he basically goes around all of these shops and just sort of levels up each time. He gets something that's worth a bit more and a bit more and a bit more. And you think, my God, if you did this every day, okay, hey, you'd be knackered, but you'd be a millionaire. You'd, you'd, like, you're so good at what I you mean, do. What I he, said, what did he, say? he said, like, the first, the first, first hundreds, hundreds the hardest. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed that Yeah, it was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, so basically Lovejoy's figured out that the pawn shop is doing a scam. He comes out, he literally falls over Jamie, who says, oh, my pledge runs out today on the thing anyway, so I've lost it. And that's the point at which Lovejoy's like... Well, and he likes he says, a challenge. Jamie, you should go to the police, which Lovejoy never oh, says. Yeah. Um, and then Jamie's kind of like... Oh, yeah, but my well, wife thing kind is... of did win in court, so she is entitled to it, and I did actually steal it. Hmm, I wasn't at that point. I was like, okay, why is that? But given that he's lost, he's lost everything else, though. And the idea was that she basically took him for a bit of a ride, and he didn't argue. She was a she was a proper gold digger. She's not necessarily the goodie. She yeah, Yeah. she's a gold digger. And we kind of see in the end, don't we? So so this so Lovejoy and Jamie are stood on this bridge, kind of discussing. Right, how are we going to get this money? And because Lovejoy's got Jamie maybe a sort of lost styrine cup poor of coffee Jamie. or whatever, an old oh, yes. an old woman gives him twenty p, and then he's like, oh, yeah. right, we've got two pound seventy five. We will just build this up and build this up, and that's when they start going around all of the shops. I was going to say there's a brief cutaway where we see Ian's house that Jane's oh, done yeah. the interior design for, um, and there's a big removal van there. And then oh, he drives yeah. There away. was a lot in this episode, wasn't there? There was. There was a lot in it. And yet we all managed to all, follow it by the looks of it, which is unusual. Much. At this point, I was like, how many antique shops are there? Because there seemed to be an absolute shitload. And I assume he was driving around the county. So he keeps mm. flipping and flipping and going from shop to shop. Charlie's around. He can sort of sense that something's happening. That was it. That was cool. The pawnbroker guy, Billy from EastEnders is also following them. Clearly trying to stitch him up. Such a bellend. Such a bellend. So he's going around all the shops and he's he's bought a cactus for the pot, amongst other things. This is how good his eye is. Mm. He's buying all of these funny little bits and bobs and and just... And again, he's not... Exactly. And he's not greedy at any point either, is he? He's not like, oh, I'm going to go... We get this amazing sort of like montage that shows us how... Like basically, what 
Lovejoy is all about. Exactly, and he's in his element. But then, now... It's like the core of the show. Why I can't remember. Why do they get arrested? Because, because we then have the most Billy, vile policewoman that I've ever met. Because the bell end yeah, sets them up. I can't I remember think, how he sets them up, though. Going back, I think, going back to our episode with Kevin... He nicks some of... Oh, that's it. That's it, UK yes. TV player cut out because Billy says Billy he's not called Billy <laughs> even in the episode Billy from EastEnders from the pawn shop basically rings it's called yeah, Bellend let's call, call him Bellend. Bellend from now on he rings the police <laughs> and says there were two rings in my shop no there were, he rings the police he says there were two rings in my shop this morning this lovely oh, character it, came yes. in and now they're missing so you need to arrest him so now not exactly. only is Gimba after Lovejoy the police are on him as well and then they arrest him on no, on Nothing. hearsay. They arrest him on somebody's word. So he's, um, uh, yeah, and haul them in. And I, I get the feeling, though, the police, like, it's almost a cat and mouse thing, you know, the whole cat and mouse act mm. about the, uh, with the ship workers and whatever, police arresting them. Have they been Keep... in it before? Not these Not those particular. People. This police woman is in it another time in the future, but they haven't oh, been in it before. She? But this particular, yeah, but she's in it later. Polly but... is such a... Uh... Lovejoy. <laughs> I know, that's why it works. But they, they arrest him. And again, I think the police are just, they know that they haven't got anything concrete on him. But I mean, she actually says, doesn't she, we'll just stick him in a cell. Yeah. They clearly are annoyed by Lovejoy. They want to get one over on him. It is like the cat and mouse thing of, we'll arrest people, we'll hold them as long as we're allowed, we'll release them, then we'll arrest them again. They're mm. almost doing that. Is it almost like they don't, they kind of don't care? If he did it, yeah, they yeah, just, I don't they think just they do. I think they just want to fuck him. with him, don't they? What really? I thought was interesting he, was because he... he's hot and he's smart, they just want to get him. But like, how fucking cool is Lovejoy? But also, he doesn't get in that situation. He doesn't get the bell end into trouble, even though what the pawn shop is doing is illegal. This is the thing. This this proves because nothing is irrelevant in Lovejoy, and of course it. it <laughs> Turns out... Um, it's quite easy end, to get out Jamie... of police custody if you've got smelly feet. <laughs> this says that the police... Like, nowadays, the police have to... You know, your life could be in danger if you're a police officer. You might have somebody threatening you with a knife or whatever. These, these guys, you know, right, we're going to put him in a cell. Oh, my God, he's taking his shoes off. Right, that's it. Off you go. You're get all right. It's fine. Like, it doesn't take a lot. While they're being um, questioned by the police... Jane is on the phone to Ian and he's not answering. And at this oh, point, yes. my heart was like, oh no. And then she kind of comes out and says, oh, I'm going to go over there. And Eric's like, Eric just wants to get out of work. And he's like, oh, I'll drive you. Tinker's like, really? Yeah, I'll drive, well, let's go. Working. But it. they all go over there. Um, but we still see. So Lovejoy and Jamie have escaped the police because Lovejoy said to Jamie, take off your socks. And it smokes yes. the police out, basically, because apparently they're not professional enough to just... They can't handle... It doesn't take a lot in East Anglia. <gasps> How integral was that guy's performance? I mean, he was... Like... He made this episode, had, it was wonderful. If they didn't have a brilliant mm. actor to do that, it it would have been meh. Mm. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, then a posh woman arrives in trousers, and I noticed oh, yes. the trousers because normally in Lovejoy, if you're a posh woman, you don't wear trousers. So the fact no, that she was wearing quite trousers old meant she was an evil posh woman. So it must be Jamie's Misogyny number two of the week. 
so the posh woman arrives in trousers. Lovejoy and Jamie are still making money by montage. At this point, a man, one of the dealers, says like Lovejoy spins this story about Watford or something. Can't remember. But one of the dealers says, "Oh, can I just go and check that?" I'm like, "Oh, look! He couldn't just go and Google. Is what Lovejoy is telling me true? He had to literally go and get a book and look it up." And maybe get another book and cross-reference it. I was like, oh, what an effort. Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Because um, they... And then for some reason I haven't actually written down what happened to Jane, even though it happens now. Oh, so Jane... I was Jane, too upset. Uh, <laughs> what I did like was Tinker being all solicitous because he does what they now take the piss out of in Big Bang Theory, which is he offers her a hot beverage. Mm. She says, oh, he's gone. Basically, how stupid I've been. He's gone. Everything's gone. And Tinker says, cup of tea? But Except I mean, she doesn't in England, say it in Northern accent. She's not Northern, right? That is what happens. But it, but it is just the oh well, we'll make you a cup of tea because you've had a sh- you've had a shot. You've had a shot. Um, when I got mugged, I don't even drink tea. And when I got mugged, yeah. they made me a cup of tea and I drank it. So then, love, Lovejoy. When Lovejoy arrives, though, he's quite. I've I've put here, and I I'm guessing that Lovejoy. There is an element to which he's a bit relieved and maybe a little bit smug like I oh, oh yeah. I told you so but well, actually what I've written here is that he's actually quite paternal towards yeah, Jane he doesn't he take is. advantage he's not all like oh there there I'll kiss it better he doesn't for you it's even very say like, I told you so no like, she's she very, just like, wants to see him protective like, Tinker's like do you want a tea do you want to sit down yeah. Eric's like I'll drive you back it's alright yeah. and Jane Lovejoy's says very I just protective. want to see Lovejoy just get Lovejoy please thanks he's really protective and I think that's really lovely um and then um oh what was it uh oh sorry I've completely lost the plot of what we happens skipped in a what bit order. too far ahead because Lovejoy we know goes into a Chinese at one point we, <laughs> we do we at what point does Jamie admit that he has lost the ticket oh why have written this down that's crazy hang on one second oh, i'm just double checking oh i think it's a bit later on oh uh, no it's not i just haven't written i just haven't written it properly anyway so i enjoyed that i enjoyed that though so when he sorry, go on. when he plays golf and yeah uh, so, so that's what happens so they swoops yeah. in they're... and takes his ticket that was a nice scene let's talk that. about it properly that. because what happens go is on. They're flipping these antiques just in the, between the dealers in the town or maybe in the county. But then they go... Which is just a brilliant... It's, it's just it's really brilliant. well done. It and is. then they go to this kind of big antiques convention. And Lovejoy says to Jamie, right, you wait out here. I will go in. You know, it's his profession. He should go in. So yep. Jamie takes his jacket off. He starts playing golf. <laughs> I don't know where he got the club. I don't know where he got the ball. Inexplicably so, starts playing that. golf. Um, and so sorry, Marv, I cut you off. So this is where the bell end is a sneaky sneak. Yeah, because the bell end. He's followed them to the convention. He sees... That guy, I ate that guy. He, he played it very well, didn't he? He, he did. did. Good job, yeah. Especially yeah. considering how him. much I, I love Billy Eastenders <laughs> that I haven't watched in about 20 years. But still, is Billy even still in these I didn't recognise him. Not sure. But he was lovely when he first came in. And... Um, but he was a proper, sh- like, shit he character. Was so, as Helen would say, sleamy. In fact, I sleamy, don't even think he was sleamy. sleamy. He wasn't sleamy, thinking about it. Ron 
I've written Ron now in brackets, so yep. it must be Ron. Yeah. Goes into Jamie's jacket while he's playing golf for some fucking reason. I don't know why. This is what posh people Because it like. helps the plot along, that's did why. Did you guys, though, when he put his jacket down, did were you, like, thinking, what yes. are you doing? It yes. was a Fleming's umbrella. It's what are you doing, dude? It was a, a rookie like... error, wasn't it? Let's yeah. face it, a rookie error. Uh, uh, where was I? So... Ron's gone into Jamie's pocket. He's taken out the the actual slip that you need. What's it called? Like the chits. But meanwhile, while Lovejoy's inside the convention, he actually makes the cash that they need. He's somehow flipped £2.73 or whatever it was, 43 to three and a half grand. Like, he's just done it. Amazing and... that you could do that in a day. It's but... just brilliant. And uh, he runs out and... Him and Jamie, Jamie doesn't know he's lost his slip, so they, they kind of go off. This is where Lovejoy comforts Jane, um, who for some reason also won't call the police. Yeah. Like, Jane just called the police. Like, he's literally ripped you off. But he, did, Ian, the man who ripped her off, did leave the watercolours behind. Yeah. And he did leave a note, which we didn't see. So I wonder what the note actually said. Maybe it said, don't. Yeah, it's weird that. Don't arrest me. <laughs> Don't report me. In, in like in TV shows, when you know something gets written down or whispered in someone's ear, and you don't mm. find out what it is. So Lovejoy's comforting Jane, and he's like, "I've got, I've managed to get this check from the convention, but I can't. I don't. I was hoping that you would be able to help me cash it, but you're obviously really upset." And she's like, "No, no, no." I will help you cash it. So they are going to get the money. That's great. And at that point, Jamie's like, oh, I've lost the slip. By the way, yes. And then it just descends into farce, really, because, you know, you think, oh, they were so nearly mm. there, but it's just not going to happen. But they know it? the shop's going to shut at 5.30 and they know from Tinker there's another way of getting your slip that I haven't written down. And I love the like, you can get to a of course, you can, you can Basically, say that you definitely own that thing, and you can get it back. Yeah, and you fill out a form, and it's all about. There's always a form. There's a form for everything. So first of all, they go into the shop and um, say, "Oh, you need to give us this other piece of like." You, they go into the shop and say, "You need to give us this form because we've forgotten the slip." Oh yes, and the form. The bell end says, "Oh, we don't have any of them." And it was like, "Oh, Such we haven't got any." Bell end. But then there was. Such... I love that this. Yeah, but was... the woman then ambles this bit, in this bit and really just goes. Me. It's like such yeah, a ex machina or whatever it's called. Yeah. She, the secretary, kind of comes Flawed, in and goes, "Oh, sorry, I filed them in the wrong place. Here they are." And I was like, "Oh, really?" That it's that flawed, felt very. Flawed, isn't it? It's flawed. A bit of lazy writing, Alan Clues. I'm sorry, but I thought it was. Anyway, so they get the form, but it's still... I thought it was a strong writer, though. Strong writer, generally. Maybe the episode just needed more... Anyway, so they get the form, but the form has to be signed by a solicitor or notarised or whatever, and the shop has to stay open until 5.30, so they leave Eric in the shop. For some reason, he's going to be able to keep it open, and they go around, and then here's Gimbert. We'd forgotten about him, hadn't we? But he is... Well, he Gimbert's kind of driving peacefully, but then he sees Lovejoy's white van, and he's like, ah, there's I love nobody this. in it. I and love he parks this, up, I love and that. he steals love Lovejoy's love van. Why? Yes! Why does it he was do a, that? That was bizarre, utterly bizarre. And, and leave his 
Uh, and he leaves his beautiful roller. Whatever it is, Rolls Royce behind. He, he rolls, leaves this roller like in in an alley. Like Lovejoy's not gonna look for it. Yeah. So Lovejoy kind of comes out of the solicitors. Oh my god, the van's gone. What am I gonna do? And then he's like, Oh, there's Gimbert's car. I'm just gonna nick it. And then there's like a weird car chase with a bin lorry. And of course they get to the pawnbrokers in the nick of time. There's that great episode where with the actual there's that great episode of actual bin men. Mm. Oh yeah, bin diving. Bin diving. Yeah. With uh, Warren Clark. Warren Clark. Sadly, Warren Clark doesn't turn up here. Sadly, oh, would have been, been good. So that would have been good a nice. If they little... brought Warren Clark back, and he was Wouldn't driving the bin lorry. That would have been know, brilliant. Right? That's a good episode, oh, so the... that, isn't it? With the bin. That but it does. It, it does go peak fast though at this because it's like all the aspects of the episode collide in this fabulous and comedic finale. Yeah. Obviously, the shot. Obviously, the arsehole is like, oh no, no, we're definitely closed. We're closed now, and they've said and they argue and you know, right. and basically say no, you're not. And then Jamie like sneaks it's him around bit... the back while they're arguing and waves his little oh, slip yes. of paper as though that would make a difference. Like I am literally in charge of opening and closing down desks, and if I've closed it, sorry, mate, it's closed. Like <laughs> you yeah. don't get to wave a bit of paper and go, oh no, 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 I've got a bit of paper. No. I think under the law, though, maybe there is a thing about, particularly if you're going to lose that item if you mm, don't claim it, true, and it, and you can true. prove on a clock that it's still the time, they have to give you that item. So they do actually get the miniature back, they do. even though it seems a little bit dodge. Then you think, you think that it, it's all, everything's back in place, everything's resolved, but... Stella's here. Oh, who's Stella? There Jamie's you go. Mine. I thought one of you would, yeah. you know, leap in with it. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't paying, I was turning my notes over like, I think this is the end. I was panicking that like, you'd seen like, a whole and extra then went, 20 what? minutes. What happened? I seen. I was like, no, Stella's here wearing trousers, Jamie's ex-wife. And she's like, actually, that's mine. And just text the miniature off him. I don't know why I said that in such a weird way. And then Gimbert crashes into her. Because he's yes. driving Lovejoy's van, which he can't control. Which and is then... which is brilliant. Like yeah, he was, yeah, pretty, that good. was pretty good. You know, <laughs> like 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 this will probably come off like a kind of uh, you know like a misogyny of the week thing, but really she like she's fucking funny. Yeah, she was entitled to that miniature. It was hers. She yeah. had won it in court and she just turned up and went, excuse me, that's mine. <laughs> just took it. I thought she was quite sleek and, you know, quite uh, oh, good on her. I don't like her particularly, but... Well, and then, you know, um, she, well but played, she says I think. some funny stuff to Gimbert. Though, she does. She? she does. And he deserves it. So again, because we've said at the last episode that no, Gimbert didn't get his just desserts, really. And in this one, he does. And I think that was good. Yeah. You see? You just need to... So Stella yeah. and Gimbert are just having a massive row and in the ensuing chaos, the miniature is retrieved... Oh, yes. ...from the smashed-into car and given back to Jamie. Which I is have lovely. to say, there's a lot of people in this episode not really keeping an eye on their stuff. Oh, no, it's... There's <laughs> Jamie and his ticket and Stella and the miniature that she's gone to all that effort to get and he just goes, I'll have that. And, off he... and you know, again, what are they going to do? Because presumably she can just get the police or something. And then we have a lovely she... ending where everyone's in oh, the yes. pub and laughing, like at the end of Scooby-Doo. Everyone's like... <laughs> 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 is, does that mean 
mean Stella's be, Stella and Gimbert are behind going, oh, I don't want it if it wasn't for those not, meddling kids. That's not, a, that's not a compliment to writing, is it, Scooby-Doo <laughs> I was having a Scooby-Doo I don't like you when everyone laughs at the end, but everyone did laugh at the end. Yeah, Apart from Eric, who said, we need to start being more fiscally responsible. Well, well he's know, talking about Tessa's at the beginning. Do you remember Tessa's? I don't, I don't even know what Tessa is. I don't it was like really an ISA, but it didn't exist anymore, but it was a bit like an ISA, wasn't it? I, uh, so he said we have to be fiscally responsible. Why did I, like, I felt like Eric had a cool jacket on. Oh, because he had his like um, varsity, I don't know what like a varsity, the varsity jacket. jacket. You know that sometimes have the letter on. Did he do that? I wanted one so much in the nineties. Yeah, it's I black thought and he had a. I, I thought it. he always had that biker jacket. No, not no, always. No, he definitely, definitely had a varsity jacket on because he wears it a lot, and I wanted one desperately in yeah, the nineties. I think it's cute. because of Eric, and I do have one now. Oh, so I, I might wear it one day. And then the 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 final finale, the final finale, the encore, if you like, the yeah. encore was. Um, do you remember the lady from earlier that Gimbert was miming nautical terms at mm-hmm. the Russian lady? Uh, Asks him if he can get us. Asks her. Asks her. Can you get us some more astrolabes? Can you get me some more astrolabes? And the last can thing you I get wrote some in more this. Astrolabes? Can you get us some more of them astrolabes, love? Oh, are you going to a shop, love? Can you get us some more astro? Can you pick us up some astrolabes? Basket for me. <laughs> can you can, can you just pick me up some astrolabes on your way home, love? God, that, Thanks. that just. I loved it when you said that. <laughs> you're feel obviously like, feeling homesick, like man. Feeling all. Oh, felt like a child. Oh. Get, get well, because your mum was always asking you to get more astrolabes from Yeah, shop. exactly. Yeah, always, they're always doing that in, in Yorkshire. But then um, there's an absolutely brilliant, brilliant bit at the end because Gimbert mm-hmm. turns up and Lovejoy and Jane are, oh, yes! are trying to go to the restaurant and they come out and Gimbert sees them, so they run back into the pub and then, in the best bit of farce I this have ever seen in Lovejoy, she runs into the gents and he runs into the ladies and there's... Ooh, oh yeah, that, people, that, that, was great. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Wasn't that beautiful? I wonder how many takes that took because it, it was, was really beautiful. It was like a one dance, I wasn't it? It was beautifully oh, done. One I reckon so I trust those fun. actors. They're so good. I've then, so I've then, I've then written. Presumably, they can't avoid Charlie forever. I mean, doesn't well, he live so like sweet. down the road? It's, it's like he's slightly next door. That's okay, though, isn't it? That's okay. So, what are your antiques? That's the end of the episode. What are your antiques of the week, people? There were so many antiques, and I'm going to pick something that wasn't even in the montage, which is right near the beginning where Lovejoy was driving up to Smite and Smeaton Hall, whatever it was, where the astrolabe man lived. There was a sculpture in the grounds of a bird. Is that like a really weird superhero? Astrolabe <laughs> man. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, they call me Astrolabe Man. It was a beautiful sculpture and I loved it and I would really like to have that. It's my antique of the week. Not any of the go. antiques in the montage. Very good. Well, I quite liked, uh, I think I probably will. I'm torn between two things in the montage. One was just the cactus, which I realised is not an antique, only because my husband, cactus, when he was a teenager, had a, yeah. had a cactus that he used to call the big prick. No, that's great. And it, 
because <laughs> it amused me. Um, but I'm probably going to go for the wine coasters because I like wine and also they were pretty. Uh, well I don't even done. remember them and I only well watched done, it today. I'm going to go for that. Marv, what's your antique of the week? Oh, I'm stretching now. I'm like, basically, I've not fucking thought about it. But uh, I'm going to go for Jamie's hair. Oh, oh, yeah, that's yeah. always good. What's, I'm with you. Yeah, but no, it wasn't Nobody good. Nobody looks at her now. It wasn't good. Like, Jamie was supposed to have short hair. What was happening there? It was a, it was a bit of an in-betweeny, wasn't it? She did have her beautiful spiral brooch and spiral earrings. Jamie should before, have so. short hair. Short hair. She season. should. She should. You're right. Oh. She looks better with short hair. Uh, and, and, what, and what have you learned then, Em? From the episodes. I've learned that if Lovejoy actually did his job and applied himself, he would never be short of money. Because he flipped that stuff in like one day. He did but it. I and enjoyed he knew how to do it that. and he did it brilliantly. I enjoyed it was brilliant. that. Though. So why doesn't he do that all the time? Because it'd be less funny. Be far less interesting as a series if he did that all the time. They uh, mm, true. They, yeah. But they, <laughs> it'd just be somebody's life. Right? They didn't <laughs> leave that hanging though, did they? Because there was a bit mm, at the end where addressed. someone I think Jamie said, Why don't you just do this? Yeah, you're right. You're Typical right. Yeah. girlfriend. Why don't you? <laughs> Why don't you just do that all the time, you lazy ass? Yeah, Sorry, I love I the fact like you've made voice. you've made a northern. And like, yeah, I did. it was because I'm northern. <laughs> so like the writers did did they you know you know what I mean it wasn't weird that he like mm. he he just made a million pounds in an hour. It wasn't weird. Because yeah. like, because Lovejoy Three and was and just grand, like, it? well, because it's fucking exhausting, love. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to do it all the time. I'm knackered. I think I learned. I don't know. I think I learned to, and I won't do it because I never do. Try and just chill out a bit more and just think. You know, there's an element to which something will always turn up. I mean, I don't believe that. Amazing. There are people who believe that to Amazing. the extreme in this kind of oh, well, I don't have to bother because something will turn up. I don't think life works like that, but I think there is an element to which you can say, you know what, I'm not in control of everything and I need to just have faith. There you go. I aim to please. Polly got got something. That's pretty pretty deep, that. But if you start off somewhere where you've already got, like, a bit of leverage, then actually something always will turn up. It's when you start off somewhere and you literally have absolutely zero then you you really can't have that mindset you have to really fight and scrap and get get what you need but once you've got a little bit actually something always will turn up i think i always did you learn anything (laughs) i always feel inspired by ian bookshane and like that character and because exactly what polly said if you are a charming motherfucker (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you can get away with anything. You can get away with anything. And if you, yeah, you and, and like it made me think, you know, what's wrong with being a gentleman of the road? What's wrong with being a gentleman of the road? I mean, I would definitely say, and I think I wonder if I saw this when I was twelve or thirteen, just absorbed it, but time is so much Time is so much more precious than money. Like, so much yeah, more precious. Yeah, absolutely. A thousand times more precious. So if you're yeah, going to kind of yeah, live out on the yeah. road or do whatever, 
Like even All if right, even fine. if even if you haven't got a pot to piss in, but you've got that little portrait. Do you know what oh, I mean? Little Creswell miniature. Like yeah. it's not a it's not about the value. But then are we just you haven't got a commode? If you haven't got a commode to piss into, yeah, uh, sorry. Just have oh, a yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. An Napoleonic so one. An Napoleonic commode to piss in, uh, and Bronte's chamber pot. <laughs> we, um, what are your marks out of ten then, Marv? What's your mark out of ten? Oh, this is so hard. This is so. Hard. I thought this was a strong episode. <laughs> it was. I it was. thought it was strong, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Do you know what? I'm nervous about this. Go on, do it. <laughs> on, Tell us. Eight point five. Hang on a minute. Ooh, do you do? Nice. Do you do high. like? Is it like five stars or ten stars? No, it's out, out of ten. ten. It's out of ten. So eight point five. Eight point five. Eight point six. All right. I was going to go 8.5 as well. So I'm in complete agreement with you. Eight point five. I was going to go. Eight, because I love a good montage. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do too bad then. I didn't do too no, bad. No, absolutely. Really episode, I think... On, on points. Yeah. I think Lovejoy was, was brilliant. Like, it was his show, and he his character was represented so wonderfully. I thought it was beautiful writing, lovely it dialogue. Was. But... Beautifully acted. The only reason it ain't a ten for me, because you know what, right? Mm. The the fact that the stakes were low, I loved that. Yeah, I loved yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That Lovejoy didn't have to be some kind of detective. Like, yeah, yeah, he didn't know that he's detecting at all. And there was no, there was no huge peril in this yeah. episode. Yeah, the peril I really was like low. That. I really liked that. And like, I just thought. It, not every week doesn't have to be life and No, and there death. isn't. It isn't every week. No, it isn't every week. So thank you, everybody, so much for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. This was so awesome. Marv, I didn't realise I missed you as much as uh, no, Thank you, Marv. You're wonderful. Um, You're amazing. I'm thank you so much for doing this for us. so much. <laughs> <laughs> awful, isn't it? Well, we'll hear Marv in a second because it's Marv who plays every episode We will, out. playing us out. Um, but if you want to follow us online, we're at Lovejoy Apod. If you want to um, support Royal Trinity Hospice, which is our chosen charity because of Dudley Sutton, then you can find more details at justgiving.com forward slash Lovejoy. Hyphen, actually. Yeah, and, you know, he's in Marv's favourite film, The Devils. I love that film. I love it. Which, weirdly, I haven't seen. You can also you can also leave us a review. We haven't had a review for a while. So if you go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, you can leave us a review. We will be back soon with uh Helen is yes! joining us. For she's having a keep episode. in touch day from her uh, maternity leave and she's joining us for the final episode of series 4. So join us in 2 weeks time for that and just again thank you Marv for being thank awesome. Absolute and thank you pleasure. again for our it's theme tune which we love. Oh. Absolute pleasure. I uh, I put trousers on for you, ladies. <laughs> I See, I, I gave a proper effort. So, like, love you guys. Oh, I love you too. too. Right, bye everybody. Bye. bye. Stay safe. Bye. Bye. Let's tell the world of all our guilty 
This is the trouble with doing it on Zoom. We can't all do it at the same time. You didn't say, like, was it on one or like, do you know what I mean? It's after one. It's after one. You go three. In fact, let Polly do it. She's much better at one. one. All right. Right. Polly do it. Yeah, Polly do it. Polly's Polly's better at it. Oh, that's perfect. Thank you. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Right. I'm supposed to be a musician. (laughs) 